On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions, big name guests, the teams you care about every 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 day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I'm your host, Ron Johnson. Before we bring my producer, Sam Ekstrom in, we're going to talk a little bit about, in this open segment, about summer. It's summertime. It's hot. It's 100 degrees. Um, Minnesota fans, what I've learned recently, and not just Minnesota fans, Minnesotans, whether you're a fan of sports or not, you can always find a way to not be happy. So 100 degrees, people not happy. Minus 10 degrees, people not happy. Minus 20 degrees, still not happy. 95, it's a little too hot. We want it perfect in Minnesota. And so when I'm thinking about Vikings fans, Twins fans, Timberwolves fans, Lynx fans, what could be perfect? And even the wild, what could be perfect for a sports fan here? Well, I figured it out. I think, I think I figured it out. I figured out what could be perfect for a Minnesota sports fan. It, it's pretty simple if you think about the temperature. And as I bring Sam in, um, we're just going to go back and forth. I mean, I, I'm going to kind of say what I think a perfect day is. Sam can give his. We can give our sports take. But I, I do know for a fact of what the Vikings' perfection would be. The other sports, eh, it, it's hit or miss because there's so many games. But Vikings fans, I know the perfect temperature for you to feel good about your team. But before we jump into that, a word from our from our sponsors. Uh, Bet Online is your number one source for all betting needs and sports info. Find the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online. Where the game starts. Well, Sam, if I'm going to bet on myself, because betonline.net is about betting on yourself, go with things you, this is what I'm going to bet. I would bet in order for it to be perfect, for because this is the problem with Vikings fans. So I'm going to start there for the summer. Here's my hot take for the summer. The Vikings could probably go 13 and four this year. 13 and four. But if Kirk Cousins, does not have a great year. Like Justin Jefferson has a great year. Uh, Dalvin Cook has a great year. But Kirk Cousins has like a lukewarm Jimmy Garoppolo type of year. Vikings fans aren't happy. Because then it's like, well, maybe Mike Zimmer should have just bought in Kevin O'Connell's offensive coordinator. Maybe. The defense does well in this 3-4 defense. But nothing changes. They're still 18th, 19th. But they make it to the NFC Championship. And they lose. Vikings fans still aren't happy. Mike Zimmer got us there. We've done that before. And so what I've learned about perfect temperatures in Minnesota, perfect sports fans moments, the Vikings have to have a, a flawless victory type season. Not, not 13 wins, but just everybody needs to excel, especially offensively. Defensively, I think they're going to be fine. Offensively, so that's my hot take. The Vikings will get 12 wins. I, I, I just feel it now with this offense. And the way new offenses have come into the NFL and taken it by storm, San Francisco, 
the Packers with all their shifts and motions. And then you have the, the, the Rams who, who found a way to win it all with their shifts and motions. My guess is Kevin O'Connell's the next young gun who's going to do it as well and, and have a, a, a pretty uh, stellar season. For the Twins, I think they're going to finish in first place in the AL Central. I, I mean, I don't, I don't see them giving it up. I, it is getting closer and closer. Um, but I think the Twins are going to finish in first place. Um, but again, if they have to face the Yankees early and they can't find a way to win, Twins fans aren't happy. So that's that's the key for them. For it to be perfect temperature, they have to win. For the Timberwolves, that's a tough one because this draft, I mean, the, Anthony Edwards, that was a great pick over over uh, LaMelo Ball. I, I know that was the question mark of, of who the who should they get, who's not going to be. It worked out. Anthony Edwards is the guy. Um, but my hot take for them is um, they have to move D'Lo. They have to move D'Lo in order to get a piece of the puzzle that's going to be long-term. If he is long-term, sign him. I could be wrong there, but they're going to move D'Lo. They're going to move him, and they're going to try to find a way to get more capital off that, whether it's a veteran, whether it's a draft pick and a veteran, whether they they trade up and give more money. I don't I don't know what they're going to do, but I, but I know they have to move D'Lo. Um, I, I would love to see Kyrie Irving come. Like, if the Nets could take D'Lo back and bring Kyrie here, Kyrie, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns, I'm good with that. I think those are young pieces that are willing to listen to Kyrie. Kyrie will be a captain on that team. Um, I don't think he's a Kyrie doesn't talk enough to be a Jimmy Butler jerk type player. So I think he fits well in that group. That that would be that one for that one. Uh, and the Gophers. I, I think the Gophers win the West. Uh, it, it's time now. You look at all these recruits coming. They have a top 10 dra- uh, recruiting class right now. Yes, they have numbers. Uh, they have 17 uh, guys committed for 2023 compared to other schools with like five, four, nine. But hey, the fact that guys are jumping in the boat this early, 17 commits. Now, I do find a problem with that because you're going to see a lot of guys decommit as more guys commit in their position. And like, man, wait a minute. I got to compete against that guy. But that's what the Gophers are becoming now. PJ Flex said that. We're not going to wait around for guys that want to be a part of our team. We're going to get the guys that want to be here and want to be program guys because he did it in Western Michigan and he won 13 games. So there, there is a method to his madness uh, when people are seeing all these commits. And I think those are my hot ones. Sam, what about you? Man, I want to live in Ron Johnson's world. We got <laughs> Twins winning the division. We got Vikings 12 wins. We got Gophers winning the division. This is a this is a going to be a great summer and fall and uh, heading into winter. I think my my hot summer day hot take is that the Minnesota Vikings fans will run out of the honeymoon period on Kevin O'Connell by the bye week. I think that people are going to have the pitchforks ready. I, I think that there's going to be difficulty early in the year, whether that's Kirk not grasping the offense right away, um, whether it's maybe a, a, an untimely injury to someone you can't afford, like a Daniil or a Zadarius or a Justin Jefferson. Um, and I think that Kevin O'Connell is going to get his feet wet. He's going to have to take the bows and arrows if some decisions don't go his way. Um, as for the Twins, I feel like they're coming back to earth. I think it's going to be a pennant chase and they may have to settle for a wild card spot. And you know what happens when you're a wild card, you end up playing the Yankees in the playoffs. The Yankees are one of the best teams in baseball in recent memory. I think the twins will face the Yankees again in the playoffs, but here's the hot take run. The twins will beat the Yankees in the playoffs and end the Yankees world series run just because Mm -hmm. what better time for the twins to break the curse and to do it against maybe the best baseball team we've seen in decades. Um, so there's my hot summer day, hot take. 
And, and for the Twins, I mean, they got the Guardians now, three-game series. Uh, when you look at the Diamondbacks, again, it was one of those two-to-one series. I, I, It's a toss-up. But, I mean, to put up 11 runs on the Diamondbacks, and then you turn around and lose 7-1, to 7-2 to early before that, that, that's what this Twins team is. And so you just don't know which Twins team. Because if we go back, remember, they did get one out of the Yankees. And people were like, whoa, wait a minute. This team beat the Yankees. Um, and But they lost to the Yankees 10-4. to But they beat the Yankees 8-1. to and, and so that's my question is, which Twins team are we going to get? I My hope is that they just walk in and they don't have to worry about the Yankees early. But if they do... Hey, that 8-1 is still there. That's something you can go back on and watch film and say, what did we do in this game? What was our mindset in that game? What was our intensity level in that game? I, I think that's the key. Like, the Twins, yeah, it, it's it, it's it's inevitable. Like, I think um, Audra Martin was saying, if you start out fast enough, your falls here and there aren't going to matter. Now, if they had been 500 all the way through and then they had that Tigers collapse, I think the fans would be scared. Like they would be literally because they would have given games back and they'd be below 500 now by four games. But they they started out hot enough that the, the Twins Tiger series, the uh, Diamondbacks two losses, the Yankees two losses, it, it just nicked them a little bit. It's like, oh, man, I got to I got to put a Band-Aid on this. And that's what they have to figure out. What What is that Band-Aid? What is is it? Is it is this is it sweeping the Guardians? And then you got the Rockies. And then they have the Guardians again for six, seven more I mean, that's ridiculous. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's ridiculous. Eight games out of 11, you got to play the Guardians. Like, what is what is baseball doing? See, that's the reason why baseball loses fans. And I'm not going to go on a rant about that. We'll talk about that sometime next week or maybe tomorrow. Who knows? But that's why baseball loses fans because of weird stuff like that. Like, whoever did that schedule, he had to be drunk or high not to realize eight out of the 11 games are going to play the same team. Come on, man. Like, if I bought a ticket to just watch the Guardians, I'm not buying a ticket to watch the Guardians and the Twins play eight times. Like, you got to be a baseball lover to want to do that. I'm good with one. And then I want to see the Orioles or I want to see the White Sox. Like, come on, man. But, hey, up next, we have, of course, the major or the minor. It's just the Ron and Sam segment coming up on the Ron Johnson Show. Stay tuned for that. We're back on the Ron Johnson Show. I want to thank those who continue to subscribe on YouTube, those who have downloaded and subscribed for their podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just stick with us. But now we have a segment coming up. Myself and Sam, we're going to do a two-minute major or two-minute minor, or sorry, two-minute minor or five-minute major. This is, you know, if you're a hockey person, is what type of penalty? Is it a minor penalty or just a major, major issue penalty? And we got we to gotta talk about it. Well, Sam, take it away. All right. Um, this one is interesting. So the Minnesota Lynx, who are struggling mightily, had probably their most disheartening loss of the year the other night. They're down by three. Jessica Shepard gets the ball. She moves inside the three-point line. She shoots. She scores at the buzzer, but the Lynx needed a three, and she shot a two, Ron, and the Lynx lost 96-95. to So was Shepard's mistake. A two-minute minor or a five-minute major? I don't – is there something after five minutes? Like, what else happens in hockey after five minutes? Is there another major? Like, is there like, a major like major? Eje ejection, suspension. Okay, yes. that's that's where I go with that. Yeah, I mean, that's worse than a five-minute major. That's 
that's got to be not a suspension, but yeah, let's get her out the game for that one. Let's eject her out of this one because that's the, the, the when whether you're no, I'm not gonna say two, whether you're fifth, nah, whether you're sixth, seventh grade, eighth grade basketball, high school, college, pro, pickup ball at the gym. Everybody knows when you need a three, you take the three. And so that that's the one thing about like in pickup basketball, for instance, you play to 17, your team has 15. And the other team, and this is if you win by two, there's a win by two scenario. Like a lot of gyms do this. You have to win by two. If you have, let's call it 15, the other team has 16, and you have to win by two. And you know this team is good. Like the team you're playing has been lights out. At that point, you take the three to win the game. Like you end it on your shot. You have an opportunity to come down and win this game. You don't want to just get a layup and tie it up. And then they hit a two and beat you or a three and beat you. Or you don't want to just go for two and you're up by one, knowing that they can come down. And, and then you're going back and forth trading one, you know, or sorry, no, they hit a three and then you're, you lose. That's what you don't do. Like you always take the three. If you have 14 and the other team has 14 and you're playing a 17, you take the three. If you have a chance to win the game, Herm Edwards said it, you play to win the game. Like, in that instance, you have to make sure you tie that game. That layup meant nothing because we saw it. It literally meant nothing. As a coach, you have to be like – like, it's like the J.R. Smith-LeBron moment. Like, you have to know what point of the game you're in. You have to know your situation. So, I'm I'm going to put it, you're ejected. You're back for the next game, but you're ejected because that's, that's just a mental error that you cannot do. That cost your team a game. There was a Timberwolves player years ago named Martel Webster who did the same thing. He actually dunked the ball thinking he had tied it, and he was he was kind of strutting down the floor, and then his teammates said, <laughs> dude, we're still down by one. Um, really, really bad uh, mental error for sure. ESPN.com put together a 53-man roster for the Minnesota Vikings, and they left Emir Smith-Marset off the list. So is that decision a two-minute minor or a five-minute major for leaving Emir out of this team? Well, I was going to ask. That's what I was going to say. Who were the receivers? Because I don't have access to the plus ESPN. So I was wondering who their receivers were that they yeah. decided to keep. It was Thielen, Jefferson, BC, Naylor, the rookie, um, Albert Wilson, and KJ Osborne. Hmm. So they went with six and they took a Miss Miramar set up. I'm going to say a two minute minor. Like, I don't think that's a big deal. Um, to be honest, like what we saw to Smith Marset, you know, he didn't do anything great on special teams. That's the, pro this is the problem with, with young, uh, receivers too. He didn't do anything great on special teams. Yes. He's fast. Um, Keenan McCardell is there at the end of the day. It's just a writer writing what they think. They don't really know. Um, they have no idea what these coaches are going to do. They have no idea what's going to happen in the season. I remember uh, going to the Bears as a receiver. And I got like number, I think I was wearing like number 11. Because this is, you know, when single digits and all that stuff start. Not single, sorry. 11, 12, 13. Because I know like Larry Fitzgerald did it. When guys started, Braylon Edwards had 17. Plasco Burris. Guys switched from, you know, 80 back to 17. Guys were able to start doing that. And so I got 11. I, I didn't choose it. They didn't have any 80 numbers, and I was the new guy. Um, I had no idea if I was going to make the team or not. Bears fans had no idea if I was going to make the team or not. A week in a training camp, they're like, hey, can you play tight end? Because you're killing us in the slot. You're a big guy. You're 240. Can you get to 250? I'm like, sure. Uh, ended up making the team as a tight end. 
Um, not to say <laughs> Smith Barnes is going to do it. We don't know. You don't know what's going to happen in training camp. Training camp, that's, that's, that's the all-time equalizer in this world is training camp. K.J. Osborne, we had written him off for some of the errors he had towards the end of the season. Comes out training camp, mini camps, kills it last year. Becomes a focal point of this offense last year. A big piece of this, this, this three-wide receiver set. Now they're a true three-wide receiver team. Uh, we forgot about B.C. Johnson. And what happened to him and being hurt and how good he was before he got hurt. He was Thielen. He started when Thielen got hurt. And so you don't know what you don't know. Um, you're looking at the draft pick. You know, all the people are saying, because, again, you're you're looking at Kevin Seifert. You're getting all these insiders, Courtney Cronin, who was here, that that uh, there was some pounding on the table for Naylor and that uh, Keenan McCardo really wanted him. That's just watching film. That's getting to meet a kid at the Combine. Uh, that's why you put your best self out there when you get these interviews. I remember getting the card of five different teams. You go meet with them. You got to put your best self out there. I don't think I did. I, I don't I, – like the Ravens weren't the team I thought was going to draft me. I don't think I really put myself out there. I was nervous. I was trying not to say the wrong thing. Uh, you know, some guys just let their personality shine through. I was more like, oh, my God, don't say the wrong thing. Don't say something stupid. Don't, 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 don't say something to piss the coach off. Don't make them think you don't care about football. And so I just didn't do it right. So that's it depends on what Naylor did. What did Naylor do to really get Keenan McCarter to put to bound his fist on the table? And if you draft a guy, you have a second-year guy, and they go into camp and nobody puts themselves ahead of the other, you're going to go with the younger rookie guy. Why? Because he is cheaper in the long run, and you probably can mold him a little bit more. As this guy, you've kind of seen what he can do. You haven't seen what this guy can do in a football setting. And so I don't. I see it's a two-minute minor. I just think that Naylor is an easy one to get on the practice squad if you want. And if you're on the practice squad, you're basically part of the organization. You're, you're part of the team. You're a call up away from being on that active roster. Um, I think Amir Smith-Marset showed me enough that he should be on this roster and maybe even above BC Johnson. So I, I think it's a, it's a two minute minor. It's not a major penalty. We're still talking about the bottom of the depth chart, but mm -hmm. um, I'm, I like, Amir Smith-Marset a lot more, I think, than Naylor at this point. I haven't seen anything from Naylor, um, but I did see something from Amir Smith-Marset in, in real games last year. So um, one more question for you, Ron. Mm -hmm. There are some people, I've already heard this, they're saying the Warriors dynasty is done, that this was the last ride. They wanted to get one more. They got it, and now it's going to be over as Ron goes to sleep. Um are those people going to the penalty box? Do they deserve a two-minute minor or a five-minute major? So there's a couple of things I saw. So if you those that don't know, Steph Curry did this at his press conference. For those that don't know, it's because Perkins and I forgot who else, I think Dominique Foxworth, when the question was asked to them, how many championships will the Warriors win now without KD? They all kind of did the zero. Like, they're not going to do it. Steph can't do it. Steph was hurt. Because everybody remembered the Steph hurt, Clay hurt year. And it just, that was, that's why I say sometimes you make picks off emotion. And then sometimes you make picks off just, this dude's good. Who's going to stop him when he's healthy? Um, there was a debate about that. And so Steph Curry also put the Celtics to, or put everybody to bed. Steve Kerr, he wore a shirt, night-night. When you think about that, that's just motivation. Now, whether they're saying this to motivate Steph, I don't think they are. I think they just want to get in the, get clicks. Like, how else can I get clicks? I can talk about Steph Curry and, and how he can't do it. I can talk about KD because KD's gonna gonna say something to me. Like, these guys aren't dumb. And so Steph Curry, you still got I mean, what's changing? 
You got Steph, you got Clay, you got Draymond. Those three pieces are staying. Wiggins, it's time for him to get a bag. But does he want to just stay with the Warriors and realize, look, my bread is buttered pretty nice over here. Like, I don't have to be the man. I'll take, I mean, he's already got his max contracts and all the stuff he's gotten before. Like, he's gotten paid. So how much money is too much money? It's never enough. But when I taste success, am I willing to kind of bring it down? If you think about, and I hate to do this one because this is women hate this. Men hate this too, probably. But men, women hate this most. Think about life. How much fun, how much money would you have if you were single with the same job? Single, living in maybe a two, three bedroom house or townhouse because uh, you don't have any kids. You don't have a wife. You don't need a big backyard. You don't need all that stuff. Instead of two or three cars, minivan, truck, and then another truck, you could just have one really nice car. Like, it, it's great, but it's not fun. Like going home alone, trying to, you know, text girls, hey, let's go to a movie. Hey, do you want to spend the night? You got a built-in sleepover with a wife. You have built-in fun and schedules with your kids. You have stuff to do every single day. You can come home and just hang out with your fam and watch a movie. Like, that's where Andrew Wiggins is. He's found a family. Think about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Separate, they're all good in their own. But together, they can protect the world. <laughs> I went a totally different direction there. But Andrew Wiggins, I don't think he's going. I don't think he wants to go there. Now, maybe the money's not there, but I don't think he wants to go anywhere. I mean, you won a championship. Why not do it again like KD did? Go for two. Go back to back. That's why I think... It's not over. Steph's not old. You don't have to be super young to shoot threes. I mean, to get kids in great shape. You look at Tom Brady. Steph Curry is like the Tom Brady of the NBA. He doesn't get beat up. He doesn't get hit through going through the lane like Jordan used to have to get dealt with. He doesn't get, you know, he doesn't go dunk on people. So his knee, he's not dunking on anybody. He's not jumping all day. Shooting jumpers. Bob Cousy did not miss a free throw in blue chips. And it wasn't scripted to do it. Why? Because you can shoot free throws all day when you're 70. That's where Steph Curry's at. That's where Klay Thompson's at. Draymond Green is the bruiser, abuser. You add another piece like Andrew Wiggins. Gary Payton Jr. wants 15 to 20 million. Maybe he gets that somewhere else. I don't think so. I mean, but hey, we'll see. But they can always add, just like they had KD, they added Wiggins. They can always add pieces because you got your three staples. So no, I think they're going to win another one. That's a five-minute major for me because that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a two-minute minor. I, I know that the money is going to be an issue at some point. You know, you keep Wiggins forever. Um, you can't keep Draymond and Clay and Steph under those current salaries. But, you know, you're in a great spot with Wiggins. If you decide, hey, let's trade Wiggins, you're probably going to get a lot for him, and that's going to build your roster up. Or you just hold on to him for one more year. He's got one more year in his deal. Keep the core intact and just go for the back-to-back. -back. Go for, you know, one for the thumb, right? Um, they don't need to change a lot for next year. And I don't know if there's a super team in the West that's going to rise up and, and take them down. Maybe Memphis, if Jaw takes another step. Maybe Dallas, if Luka gets a little bit of help. But I don't see anybody in that conference who's who's truly that spooky. Maybe it's the Timberwolves. Maybe the Timberwolves will rise up. Um, but I think I think it's a two-minute minor. I think Draymond's replaceable. I think if they can find another piece like him, they can. He, he doesn't shoot great anymore. 
Um, he's just a he's a bully that gets rebounds, and, and I think they can find a guy that can do it. I think Wiggins is that third piece. I think they keep him. I would get rid of Gary Payton Jr. before I get rid of Wiggins, but, hey, that's just me. But that'll do it for the two-minute ma- uh, minor, uh, five-minute major segment. Stay tuned, though. We got the daily three. That's three questions, three minutes each. We'll be back after this. Well, next up on the Ron Johnson Show, Sam's going to try to stump me. Throw some questions my way. I got three minutes to answer them. See how I do. It's called the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Take it away, Sam. Ron, I want to ask you about special teams in our Vikings question of the day. They've got a new special teams coordinator. His name is Matt Daniels, his first time in that role. What mentality do you want to see from the Minnesota Vikings on special teams this year? And how do you think it can help or hurt their success? Uh, I want to see some swagger. Like, I want to see a special teams team, and and, I, and I've seen him interact with the players. I think, you know, Coach Daniels has it. I mean, we'll see. But I want to see that swagger where when they step on the field, uh, you never know what can happen, whether it's uh, – because, like, I think about, like, way back to Dante Hall days with the Chiefs um, when they were just an absolute, like, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen next? Uh, the Ravens back with Ed Reed when they would block punts. Uh, you never knew if Ed Reed was going to return a punt. You never knew if who was going to go back. Like, you didn't know. You didn't know what was going to happen uh, with the Ravens special teams uh, from kickoff returns to punt blocks to punt returns. Um, it is a different league now, though. You don't have some of that stuff with the kick returns because everybody's kind of just taking a knee. Like, you don't have the huge collisions anymore. But I think it's the swagger. It's the confidence. Um, I think the kicking game. I think for a while now, it's not just the the special teams coordinator, it's the head coach as well. The head coach is big when it comes to his kicker and how he uh, deals with adversity. We've seen guys get on the podium and say, did he throw any interceptions today? Did he fumble the ball twice today? He just missed a kick. You know, like that's that's when a coach has his kickers back versus, uh, well, we'll see tomorrow. Like, (laughs) you can't say that about your kicker. We'll see tomorrow. Like, if I'm the kicker, I'm like, man, that okay, so I'm probably not going to be here then if we're going to see tomorrow. that That's where I think that it changes, not just from the special teams coordinator, but from the top. Kevin O'Connell is going to nurture. Mike Matt Daniels is going to nurture. Uh, we talked about kickers and, and what they need. I think, you know, this is a younger group that, that kind of knows that. How do we make sure our kicker mentally is in this thing that we need? Him? Like you might only have four to five big kicks this season, but we need them all. We need all five if we're going to really make some noise and go to the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl. Um, so that's the thing. But I, I, th- I think from a swagger standpoint of, hey, we can change some games. We can flip the field. Um, we can, re- you know, no mistakes, uh, no block punts, all that type of the little things that I think we forgot who the special teams coordinator was at some points. You know, we were so focused on the mistakes and the kicker. We never really thought about. The, the connection between head coach to special teams coach. It wasn't really there. It seemed like there was a disconnect um, the last like year or two, especially when it came to the kickers and the punters. I mean, it was like a revolving door at times. And so, I mean, we, we, you trade it for a kicker that didn't work. Like, I mean, there was so much to that um, and, and punters, you know, like it just, it was so much to all that. And now I think it, hopefully you'll find some stability in this group. I think that's the big word stability. Like they're mentally stable. We've heard guys talk about how they were berated before. Uh, you don't want to have the Urban Meyer atmosphere in your special teams room. So I think there's going to be a better, more stable team. Yeah, just no mind games with the kickers. That's all I ask. Um, former gopher Rashad Bateman, he's on the Ravens, and he is quoted as saying he's excited to be the number one receiver 
for the Baltimore Ravens this year. What do you think about Bateman's chances to be a wide receiver one with a Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? I think high because he's the only, not say only target, but he's going to be the number one target. You look at what uh, Hollywood Brown did. Hollywood Brown was upset more so because the offense never focused on him. I think Rashad Bateman, and we'll see. I mean, money changes people, but Rashad Bateman comes from a great family, has a great, you know, his mom is awesome. Uh, comes from a great coaching tree of, of PJ Fleck and, and being selfless, um, you know, being about the team and not about yourself. I think Rashad Bateman, at least now, doesn't have that like I got it, like show me the money. Like he's not Rod Tidwell. Uh, I think it was Tidwell, right? Yeah, yeah, Rod Tidwell. Uh, he he's not he's not he's not he's not sitting up here like Cuba Good Jr. yelling at his 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 agent like I I need to get the ball, man. Like give me the ball, Lamar Jackson is a solid piece of the puzzle that can get the ball to Bateman. You look at Bateman coming in, I think he caught like his first whatever 10 balls were all like third down or first downs or something like that. It was it was a ridiculous stat. And so when you think about that, he trusted Bateman as a rookie. Um, now you, you're going to have size and speed. You're going to have red zone targetability with him. I mean, we've seen it with the Gophers. Yeah, I think he has no problem being wide receiver one. Um, I think the key is going to be volume. How much does he get it? Because we know Lamar Jackson likes to run. Uh, but Bill, Bateman speed, um, you know, I, I think you're going to see it opened up this year a little bit more with his size and speed where Hollywood, sometimes maybe Lamar felt like I can't see him. Like Lamar did not throw it to him a lot on third down. It was more of a Bateman in the middle. And now when that guy becomes your one, you're getting it on first down two, and then you're going to get it on second and third down because I just, I, I trust and I see you in the middle of the field versus Hollywood Brown kind of always being on goals and posts. Uh, I think that was his issue. He didn't feel like he was getting the Tyreek Hill type of plays and that's why he wanted out. Yeah, and Bateman had that injury to start last year, too. Remember, he was yeah, out for about half the year, so he didn't really get a chance to get traction in September and October. This year, if he's fully healthy, he's going to have that whole training camp to build chemistry with Lamar, momentum, and confidence. So I like his chances a lot. Um, last one, Deshaun Watson is rumored. It's not official, but he is rumored to be facing a one-year suspension by the NFL for all the civil suits. Ron, is that the correct decision by the league? And and if so, who will quarterback the Cleveland Browns? Well, I don't think Baker Mayfield wants to be there. That's that's the problem with this. I don't know if he wants to be there. Now, the difference is they he you're on contract. So could he hold out too and really put their feet to the fire and, and do something weird where he makes them give him a lot of money for one year? Because he's like, look, it's either me or, or the backup. Um, if Deshaun Watson suspended, they know something that has not truly come out yet. Um and I don't know if, you know, he's told some of the stories like, hey, this is what happened. I don't know why they're making a big deal out of it or, hey, uh, we heard this or there's evidence. At the end of the day, look, where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, it, it, it's civil and not criminal. So clearly something happened. Um, you never know the mind of people. That's why, I like, you know, the crazy things that happen in this world I'm never now, I'm never going to take a stance with somebody like, oh, no, he would never do that. He's a good person. Like, anybody can do anything at any given moment. Like, the mind is depraved. The mind that's alone is even more depraved. That's why they always say, like, group, relationship, uh, Bible study, being around people. Uh, that's what support groups are for. <laughs> like, they, they created support groups for that reason because people know alone, you can get yourself into a lot of trouble. But together, you can overcome a lot of stuff. And so whatever it is that Sean Watson did, whatever he's going through, if he's suspended for the year, hey, it is what it is. Like you, you got all these people coming out saying that they weren't comfortable with what you did. You can't, you can't put a price 
on somebody's comfort. You can't put a, a, a story to what really happened with some people. Like you just don't know. Like you, you don't know. Like to you, you might be comfortable. That person, they might be uncomfortable. That's why I go above and beyond. Like, you know, when I'm in places, sometimes I keep my head down. Like, I don't even want to look at people sometimes because I'm like, look, I know what I'm thinking and I know I'm not doing it, but this person doesn't know. You know, I'm 6'3", 230 pounds. It's 10 p.m. It's just me and this person in the hallway of a hotel. Like, they don't know me. I keep my head down and I keep it moving. I also watch my back, though, because that person could be an axe murderer. But I, I'm always cognizant of that um, because you just never know. You never know what people are thinking. And, and so Deshaun Watson made a mistake. Like, no matter what it is, small, big, we don't really know. Nobody will know but him and the people involved. But if he's suspended for a year, Baker Mayfield now has leverage. He now can either force them to do something to make sure his future is secure somewhere else, or he can, you know, play the big baby game and sit up. But this is, hey, as a grown man, you got a chance to come be a starter for another year and show them. Because if he goes and kills it and, and, and wins 12 games, and then they and then they're just gonna cut them, like they would look stupid. Cause then if they never win with Deshaun Watson, that would be a 30 for 30. The the time the Browns ruined their career. I mean, Ernest Biner was my coach with the Ravens, and he was a part of that fumble the ball and then never doing anything ever again. This could be the next great Brown story where Ernest Biner might be forgotten because it was the year we could have just kept Baker Mayfield and we gave Deshaun Watson 230 million and he didn't do anything. And then Baker Mayfield came and took us to the playoffs. It is what it is. We'll see. Who knows? But that's my thought. Yeah, get ready for uh, an appeal process and Watson trying to fight any suspension that comes and probably trying to get that thing reduced down to six or eight. I mean, that that's why the league's going so high is because they probably know there's going to be a battle. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for the Ron Johnson show. That was Sam Ekstrom producing it. Great job. Those that have been subscribing on YouTube, we thank you. Those that continue to watch, thank you. Those that have downloaded us on iTunes, remember, share it, like it, comment on YouTube. Let us know what you think. Who should be the quarterback for the Browns? Who should be the quarterback for the Vikings? Because, of course, we talked Kevin O'Connell, Kirk Cousins, honeymoon phase. I don't know. But that'll do it for us today. Thank you. Have a great day.